we know we have to look at what we can do internally, but we also have to look at the external market. And the external market is a lot of times the things that we can't see. And so this really gives you that information. You're listening to Bridge the Gap Season 5, a podcast dedicated to informing, educating, and influencing the future of housing and services for seniors. Powered by sponsors AccuShield, Connected Living, Hamilton Captel, Inquire, One Day, LTC REIT, It's Never Too Late, Meridian Capital Group, Salinity, The Bridge Group Construction, and produced by Salinity Marketing. Welcome to Bridge the Gap Podcast, the senior living podcast with Josh and Lucas. We have a breaking story interview today. Very excited to bring to the BTG audience one of our longtime friends, Aaron Hayes, the over there at Inquire. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, glad to have you back on. Typically when we bring you on, you know, we're talking about benchmark reporting and some data and we're going to get into that, but we're going to start with this big breaking story. I've got the PR wire right here in front of me in the headline reads, Inquire, Glenis Solutions and Sherpa CRM join forces to create market leading senior living software platform. That's a mouthful, but very exciting Erin, how did all of this come together? Yeah, wow, great. It's so good to be here with you guys. Um, we're, we're super excited about this combination. Um, I think, you know, how it all came together, if you know, um, you know, all the companies, we've all been out there looking on how to add value to our current products, how to offer uh, more value to our products and solutions for clients. You know, we were all kind of out there looking and, and we were brought together by Rubicon Technology Partners, great group of people right here in Colorado and Boulder. Um, and we started chatting as, uh, you know, that this could be a really cool combination, a really value add com- combination. So, um, you know, really excited about it. Wow, it's so exciting, and we are um, so many of our good friends uh, that we've worked with in these companies. So to see you guys all unite, I just can't wait to see the short term, long term, what this does for all of your existing customers, but what it will do for the industry. Can you tell us a little bit, maybe uh, at least tease us a little bit uh, for your existing customers? What, if anything, is going to change in the near term? Yeah, great question. I mean, our goal is really to create additional value with our current products and ultimately improve the lives of seniors and those that care for it through a comprehensive, scalable solution. But in the in the short term, you know, nothing's changing. We're all continuing to sell, support, and develop our individual products. And this just came together in the last couple of months. So I think we're all still kind of, you know, digesting it. And we, we talk every day as three companies are on the phone. Um, you know, the goal is really to find a really meaningful way to integrate all the products while still maintaining, you know, selling, developing the things that we had on the roadmap. So, you know, really excited to start to craft what that's going to look like with the other organizations. And like I said, we talk every day. It's a great team. And so, you know, as we as we kind of formulate what we're going to do next, we'll keep everyone apprised to that. But, you know, right now, I think our main focus was really communication. So last week, really focused on communicating to our employees, to our clients, um, you know, about the excitement and kind of what this means. And so now we're we're in the early stages of integrating, you know, all the three companies' leaderships and teams and everything. So you know, that's kind of where we're at, and I'm looking forward to to it. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a really fun ride. 
You know, that's uh, really exciting. And it, gosh, it sounds complicated, but y'all are all such great leaders. I know that you guys are going to get there uh, sooner than later. You know, when we look at the industry, as far as CRMs are concerned, you know, oftentimes it's this toss up, you know, hey, do you use Sherpa or do you use Enquire? Obviously, you guys, you know, are knocking on the doors of so many of the same people as competitors. What does it feel like now? How, how is that integration actually taking place? Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, if if you know us and you know Sherpa, we've always been, you know, friendly competitors. I've known Alex and her team a long time. Um, you know, I, I've had interactions with them. They've all been extremely positive. And so, um, you know, it, it kind of, it feels good to unite. I think that, you know, we each have, um, you know, good strengths on both sides that we really felt were a good synergy. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think that we can come together and offer a lot of different types of solutions to different types of communities and what they're looking for as far as for sales, marketing, and now other modules um, that they may have been wanting to add and just couldn't get their hands on it. So um, with the Glynis piece. So I'm, yeah, I think it's, it's great. You know, I, I see them everywhere. So it's, it's good to be on the same team. And like I told you earlier, we've been connecting via text, LinkedIn, voice to voice. It's been really nice. Well, Aaron, you know, outside of the amazing platform that you've built at Inquire, um, I'm always really excited to talk with you about the amazing data and the benchmark data that you put together. You've been on our show multiple times. Before we transition to that, as it relates to data, you know, when I think about you guys with Glennis, with Sherpa, that's a huge volume of not only market share coming together, but a huge volume of data coming together. Do you see this integration really expanding um, the volume of data and benchmark data that you can provide to the industry to help us all be better? Yes. So, you know, I'm a data geek. I love it. I'm That was the most exciting thing about this kind of combination of companies. I, I love um, the data piece, and I think that we're going to have more data than other. We cover a lot of ground together, like you just mentioned. And uh, we are going to be able to expand our data set with both of those data sets. And uh, we've been working hard to create a platform to be able to pull all the data in into one, but also offer you know, owners, investors, uh, you know, operators, data sets that they can really slice their own data, married up to what the market looks like, and also aggregate from different portfolios, different operators. So it's it's really exciting the things we're going to be able to do. We'll have more data than ever to really manage and run the communities better. And I think that that's super important and, and one of the reasons why we were looking at, at this combination in the first place. Well, I know uh, all of our listeners um, always look forward to getting your full benchmark report when it comes out, and you always do an amazing job at really highlighting maybe some of the most um, – the biggest data points that are really uh, indicators of maybe some of the trends that are happening. Can you give us a, a little sneak peek of the latest, greatest benchmark data? Yes. Yeah, so the, I don't know um, who out there knows, but we, this year we actually, it was really my goal and my passion to release benchmarks, not at the end of the year, you know, six months after their sale, 
but really give clients uh, visibility into real-time metrics. So this year we launched our market insights is what we're calling it. And it's really an aggregation of all of those data points and more that we release in, in the paper copy uh, to the industry. And it, it updates real time. So at, at the end of September, I knew what September numbers were. Through October, mid-October, I knew what mid-number, you know, mid-October numbers were. So now we can really see what that looks like day to day. And also it does pull in data from the clients. Uh, data set. So it pulls in their portfolio averages, but they can drill into certain communities and look at that and change the parameters to look at urban versus rural. Uh, we, we can pull in, you know, different care types that are offered, how big the community is and compare to like communities. And so we're, we're obviously always looking to expand this data set. So uh, looking forward to what next year will bring as far as putting all that data together. You know, I think some of the trends we can go through, but we're getting more inquiries than ever. I think a year to date were, you know, for assisted living and memory care, the average has been 33 inquiries a month for a community. The top, you know, urban that get a lot more traffic are more around 47, but that's about a 25% increase over 2019 where the average was 26. So we see, and we can talk about a little bit about what's driving this, but you know, we used to get 15% of our leads from the web and now we're getting 50%. So we're driving a lot more traffic. There's obviously a lot more customer. Our, our customer base is growing. So it's very interesting to see. And our market insights goes back to 2019. So you can really look at the 2019, you know, then we had 2020 and then how 2021 compares, which is, which is exciting to see. We're taking a break in our scheduled show to tell you about exciting opportunities for you to be featured on the Bridge the Gap Network. Click on the show notes to schedule your call with Josh and Lucas. Yeah, what he said. So um, educate our listeners a little bit if, if they're not familiar maybe with this. The data that you're getting, um, is, is it specific to certain regions or certain community types? Or can you kind of explain if maybe there's a listener out there in the, in the middle of nowhere that has not seen your report and they're thinking, oh my gosh, I am nowhere near that volume right now. How concerned should I be? What can I do? Should I call inquire? Like, can you dial that in a little bit for them to determine like where is that coming from and how does that stack up across the country? Yeah, great question. So inquire, so all the data is coming from our system. So it's input real time. We have click to call. We have you know email that auto logs inbound and outbound from your outlook. So we are getting all the data with minimal, minimal user input. So our, you know, our main thing is just trying to get the good data. Uh, garbage in, garbage out. You hear that all the time. And when you have integrations and you have 75% of your leads coming in through integrations, whether it's the web or it's a paid referral source, you're really minimizing that human error piece. And then when you add, hey, we're going to log all your calls automatically in your emails, then you're just relying on putting in tours and, and those kind of more manual activities. And so we aggregate, we have clients, communities in every state every region, and they range. We have rural communities, 30 beds or less. We have large, you know, independent living, 250 plus units. And so when you go into the report, and, and typically what we did was we just provided it by care level. 
So we couldn't break it down to rural. We couldn't break it down to region. I think we did in some of the reports lately that we put out, but essentially it was just kind of an all up average. And I don't really like averages because it doesn't take into account a lot of different variables. And as you know, every community is unique in its own way. So in the parameters, when you look at this data and you go in, you can pick those different parameters. You can even pick, hey, I just want to look at people that get 10 inquiries or more a month. We take out anyone who's not, who hasn't had a move in. So we take out all of the, the new builds, you know, that don't, that don't, that may skew those results. And then you whittle it down to get the number you're looking for. Um, and in, in all the reports, we provide an average, average of whatever parameters you have, but we also provide the 25th, the 50th, and the 75th percentile. Because I had a lot of people asking, well, that's great that that's average, but I'm above average. We operate in the 75th percentile of all senior living communities. We want to be better. And I said, well, that makes so much sense. And so you can see those different levels uh, as far as the lowest, the middle tier, some more the median, and then the 75th instead of just an all up average. Wow. So speaking of um, averages, when you look at all the data that you have access to, um, I'm sure you have a pretty good pulse on where the industry is right now. And when you look back over the last, you know, trailing 12, where give us that journey. Like, where's your opinion on where we are right now as an industry coming out of some really hard times over the past year? Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's really cool to see kind of when you pull 2019 all the way through year to date. Because you can really see 2019 was a great year for us. Uh, and then we had the slowdown in 2020. And then we had the recovery in 2021. And now, like I said before, our inquiries, tours, everything is really up in 2022. The only thing that's a little, that's down really when you look across the board are unpaid referrals. I don't know if that has to do with, you know, the amount of unpaid referrals. I think they went from, for independent living, we were getting 10 a month, maybe, and now we're getting seven or eight. So we're talking a couple and that's per community. Uh, I don't know if there's just more competition. And so it's spreading that out, the amount of referrals available to those communities. Uh, but, but using those numbers can be really helpful for sales leaders, marketing leaders to actually put in goals that, are, that make sense. Uh, not just kind of, hey, let's pull a number out and say, hey, we should be at, at 20 referrals a month. Well, that's just not, you know, that's just not in line with market. And so market, we know we have to look at what we can do internally, but we also have to look at the external market. And the external market is a lot of times the things that we can't see. And so this really gives you that information. But I would say, you know, as far as just the 2022 averages, for inquiries, I, I gave you those. For AL memory care, it's really around 32 inquiries a month. You should be getting 48 to the high side, the 75th percentile. And then tours, you should be getting nine average. The high, you know, high performers get 14 initial tours. So, um, you know, and I, I always am a skeptic around conversion rates because conversion rates also depend on how much volume you're getting. Like there's so many different metrics to look at. And so I can tell you a little story about a, a contact center client we just uh, actually activated before September. So they, they were using CRM. Um, they averaged about 30 call-in inquiries. So I took out anything from the web, anything from a paid referral that's just getting put into the site. And these are just call-in inquiries. So they average across, across this handful of communities, 30 inquiries, uh, approximately, I think it was 31. 
Um, and then when we went live with the contact center, started answering every single call, they averaged 60. And this wasn't 60 for in, in September, which by the way, is one of the lowest performing months when you look when you look across the board, but they averaged that same thing for October. So we knew it wasn't just a fluke, but their, but their inquiry to tour conversion went down. Um, it went down, I think it was um, 50% in, uh, in September and October, and it went down from 70%, but still they netted 10 more tours, even with that conversion rate. And so when you look at kind of holistically, I think the first gap to plug is really, are we capturing every single inquiry that's coming in? Because once we can really make sure we're doing that, then we know if we have a lead gen problem or we have a closing problem. And you can look at the conversion rates a little bit different. When you don't plug that hole, you really don't have any information because you could be generating a ton of leads, but no one's, no one's capturing them. So some of those things you can start to look to get through at the data and say, yeah, maybe we went down 20% in our conversion, but we went up 50% in our captured call in. And oh, by the way, those convert so much better than a web lead, for example, or so much faster. So those are the types of things that, that we are pulling into our data. Oh man, that is good stuff. So it, wrapping out our interview, we appreciate you taking time with us and really announcing um, so much of this new, exciting information right here on Bridge the Gap. But you know, I think everyone sees uh, you out doing so many things, and everybody's so excited and curious to see how this new integration team is. What's going to happen next? What would you say is your beeline focus right now if you're Aaron Hayes under this new exciting merger? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, first and foremost, it's it's employees and customers. I mean, the worst thing we can do is disrupt our customers. So we are laser focused on, and all of us combined on the roadmaps we promised, um, the things we're doing. We're all really innovative companies, which I think you know, I think you wouldn't look at us and say, hey, these they've gone a little stale. I think that we've always continued to innovate. And I think if you follow us, you know, and you follow the things we're doing, you could, we can all agree that that's, that's really what gets us excited. And it gets me out of bed every day. I've talked to a ton of customers um, and it's been really great conversation. Talked to a ton of employees, got, you know, a lot of, of good feedback, um, you know, send employee communication, just got personal emails back. You know, as you know, Luke and I bootstrap this company. We've had employees, you know, that are still with us from, from 10, 11 years ago. And to get an email or to get a call from them, um, very excited saying, you know, you've always done the right thing. We've always trusted you. It feels, you know, really good to, to have that. And, and we love our employees. We love our customers. And we're excited to expand that base with, with our combination. So laser focused on just, you know, getting our jobs done, making sure we don't disrupt mm -hmm. our customers offering more value, talking to customers, getting out there. And, you know, we're not going anywhere. We have, we still have a large stake in this game. So we are, we are pedal, we are, you know, foot down, we are full throttle forward. So looking forward to it, looking forward to sharing with you, you know, as we embark on this journey and, and the next chapter, really. Well, there's so many great entrepreneurial stories in the senior living industry and you, Aaron, and your husband, Luke are, 
one of the great ones. And we so enjoy uh, the friendship and are constantly rooting you on and excited about this new venture and merger. We'll make sure that we stay in touch. And for all of our listeners that uh, want to connect with Aaron and Enquire, we'll put that in the show notes. You can also go to btgvoice.com and access all of our content, connect with us on social. Aaron, thanks so much for spending time with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good to see you guys. And thanks to everyone for listening to another great episode of Bridge the Gap. Thanks for listening to Bridge the Gap podcast with Josh and Lucas. Connect with the BTG Network team and use your voice to influence the industry by connecting with us at btgvoice.com.